Welcome to the Mindful Labor Podcast. In this podcast, we'll talk all about mindfulness and how to apply it to your labor and your life to have the best possible experiences. I am so excited that you have decided to join me on this journey. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Shira. I have a master's in educational psychology from a really heavily mindful-based program. So I learned a ton about mindfulness. Um, we practice it in class. We, we just learned how to integrate it into our lives, how to use it in, in so many different forms. And I'm still, I'm going for more school, um, still in the same program. So I'm just getting mindfulness everywhere. I also engage in formal mindful, mindfulness practices almost every single day. And I use mindfulness throughout my day um, in more informal ways. So that's my mindfulness side of this. My mommy side of this is that I have a year and a half year old daughter who I love. She's precious. And I have another one on the way, which is super exciting. And I'm really taking this journey for myself. I'm so excited to incorporate mindfulness into my labor in a really mindful way, in a really intentional way to have the best outcomes that I can. And everything that I have read about labor and experienced about labor, mindfulness can just bring it to the next level and and just give you amazing outcomes. I use mindfulness like a drop in my last birth and I wish I had been more intentional about it and used it more because it was so helpful and I didn't I didn't give it the time that it deserved to be able to integrate it more fully and get the best out of it that I can. So I am really excited to start again here and bring that awareness into my labor and hopefully into your labor to be able to have that amazing experience that we're all looking for in labor. No one wants to go in and have this, you know, this hard time, but we're, we're going we're gonna to get there. First on the list is what is mindfulness? You know, people talk about mindfulness all the time these days. It's a really, really big buzzword. And I mean, I, I didn't really know what it was before I started to practice it and before it was introduced to me formally. So you may have experience with mindfulness. You might not have experience with mindfulness. You might have absolutely no idea what it is. Um, so I'll give you a definition. And when you experience it and you partake in the guided practices and you listen to the different um, aspects of what mindfulness means, you can create your own definition and kind of figure out what you're comfortable with. And that's part of mindfulness is the acceptance and the ability to be flexible. So we can be flexible with our definition too. I'm going to start with the definition from the app Headspace. We'll talk more about different apps a little bit later, but this definition I really connected with because it just uses understandable words and it's not too much um, jam-packed in there because mindfulness is really big and we'll talk a little bit about that but sometimes the definitions include everything and sometimes the definitions are wordy so I just really liked this definition. The headspace definition for mindfulness is mindfulness is the quality of being present and fully engaged with whatever we're doing at the moment free from distraction or judgment and aware of our thoughts and feelings without getting caught up in them. So mindfulness is a quality of being present and actively being present. So that means focusing and being aware of what's going on in the moment. That means not getting caught up with the past or the future and and even not getting caught up with the present, just experiencing it. So 
there, there's a lot involved in mindfulness. We can talk about acceptance and non-judgment, focused attention. There are individual techniques like body scans, um, focusing on the breath. And we will talk all about these things um, on different episodes of the podcast. So right now we're just kind of going with an overview um, but just so you can have a taste of it if you don't really know what mindfulness is. So we talked about the definition from Headspace, and now we're going to move for a second to Russ Harris. Russ Harris is a psychologist, I believe. That's really awkward that I don't know that, but he does a lot of mindfulness. He has a couple books, and um, he talks about ACT, which is acceptance and commitment-based therapy, which is a really cool thing. Um, which we'll actually draw from a little bit later also. But um, he has a book called Act Made Simple. And in his book, he discusses mindfulness. He talks about five different points of mindfulness, which he draws from the definition. Um, He says that mindfulness is first a diverse set of skills. So we talked about mindfulness being um, having acceptance and non-judgmentalness and focused attention on all these different tools. So mindfulness is honestly a way of life. It includes tools and skills, and it's just like a framework to approach life in a more mindful way. Um, That's just really important because the more you integrate it, the more it will be helpful and the more you'll see the fruits of your labor. And it will trickle down because, again, it's just a a frame of mind. Um, The second thing that Russ Harris talks about is that mindfulness means paying attention and not specifically thinking about things. And we touched on that again Um, before but it it means not getting caught up by thoughts so if you're sitting at a dinner table and someone makes a comment it's hearing the sounds hearing what they said and then moving on it's not getting caught up in oh did they really mean that was it against me should I feel offended should I not feel offended should I say something back and those thoughts kind of take you out of the next moment and the next moment because you're just thinking about the present instead of experiencing it and paying attention to it. So there are a couple examples that really bring this out, and I'll tell you two of them. Russ Harris himself has a YouTube channel, which you can totally go check out. It has a lot of really fun ways of looking at mindfulness and how it can be helpful in your life. And he talks about your brain as kind of like the sushi chef who has the conveyor belt in front of him and you make a dish and you put it on the belt and your brain is a sushi chef watching these different dishes go by and there's some foods that look amazing and delicious and some foods that are just nasty and as someone expecting and having gone through the first trimester or being in your first trimester you really know what it means to be disgusted by food like that's nasty (laughs) um and And he talks about not getting caught up by it. So you can see a nice food and it's something that looks delicious and you can see a nasty food and something that you just think gross, but you should just see it and let it pass. And it's a conveyor belt. So it will pass. If you get caught up on it and you think like, oh, that nasty food, I can't get it out of my head. That's disgusting. I don't want to eat it. Get it away from me. Then you're going to miss all the other foods that come under your eyes. And your job is to kind of just see it and move on and let it go because it's going to go on its own. Again, it's a conveyor belt. It's going to keep moving. So you let it go as it goes and then you come you kind of see the next thing that comes up and you let it go as it goes. And and mindfulness interestingly also sometimes means 
or, or always means not getting caught up in the good things also. So you can choose to get caught up in something good, but mindfulness itself means kind of taking a back seat and being aware of what's going on. So you see the good thing, you smile, you let it pass, and you see the bad thing, and you also smile, you accept it, and you let it pass. And that's kind of the paying attention versus thinking about concept. And another way of thinking about it is something that I saw in Headspace, which is watching cars pass. So if you're sitting at the side of a highway, you can just watch the cars go by and kind of see some, let them go, see the next few. And getting caught up in your thoughts would look like running after a car. So you're watching all the cars pass and all of a sudden you see a little red car, which right now we're going to say signifies a really scary thought. And all of a sudden you you tense up and you start running and you start chasing that red car and you're never going to get it. It's a car, you know, you're not going to run after and catch up to a car on the highway, but you're going to try. So that's running after a thought and that's chasing and a scary thought and it's going to drag you down. So mindfulness is stepping back and being aware that you had that thought and just letting it go and letting it pass because it will pass. So that is the paying attention versus not thinking about things. We talked about the diverse sets of skills. And the next point that Russ Harris talks about is mindfulness involves an attitude of openness and curiosity. So we talked about the sushi chef who has, you know, the good food and the gross food. And mindfulness is about being open and curious to both. We can usually look at something that's exciting And be very open about it and wanting to learn more about it and hear more about it. But when it comes to like the really sad or really scary or or anxious thoughts, we kind of just want to be like, nope, (laughs) go away. So the idea about mindfulness is to kind of open ourselves up to look at everything with openness and curiosity to say, okay, I'm okay. I can experience this. And I'm curious to see like, what does it feel like? And, And what is that sensation? And and how is this going to go? And that that experience of openness and curiosity is going to bring you so much further. And this is, again, just a sneak peek of where this can help you. Think of a contraction. A contraction is like the most hated part of labor because like the rest periods are fine, you know? Why, why do we want contractions? And we tend to like clench up and avoid the contraction any way we can. You know, we get so stressed and clenched and tight and And anybody who has read anything about how to help the pain of labor knows that you just have to relax into it. And it's so hard. It's so hard to relax into pain because you just want it to go away. But when you can bring mindfulness into your labor and you can practice this technique of being open and curious to even, I guess, to everything equally, then the good parts of it, you know, the rest, you'll be calm and open and curious and you'll be able to experience it. And the contractions, you'll be able to experience equally calm or at least physiologically and mentally calm. You know, you'll be able to say, okay, this is hard and it, and it feels tense and, and it might hurt, but I can do this and I'm open to it and I'm going to let it come and I'm going to let it go. And that is such an important skill. The next thing that Russ Harris talks about is flexibility of attention. So Mindfulness means being aware and paying attention to what's going on in the moment, but that can be flexible. So sometimes you're going to focus on the teeny tiny spot. There's a 
mindfulness, there's a guided practice from Marsha Linehan where you take your nail and you swipe it over your like upper lip, that indent right above your lip. And then you just focus on that feeling for as long as it lasts. You know, like she talks about like picking one tiny speck and focusing on it for eight hours a day. And so we're not, we're not going to do that, but that's, that's one part of attention. And then there's the flexibility to focus your attention on everything that's going on and kind of just experience and take in your surroundings. And you might be on a walking or a driving meditation or, or not meditation guided practice where you are focusing in on, on the footfalls, your, your foot touching the ground, your right foot, your left foot. But at the same time, you're experiencing your walk and your, your awareness is open and broad to take in everything that's going around you. So that flexibility of attention is important. And then the last thing that Russ Harris talks about is the quality of kindness. So you're paying attention to everything in a really kind way. You could think of attention in a really clinical, cold, detached way. So kind of like, you know, he talks about the scientist dissecting a rat. You know, he's going to be curious and he's going to be attentive to what he's doing, but there's no kindness there. We're talking about a parent who's, who is attending to a child or a teacher who cares about a student and is watching and attending to that student to help them grow and to be curious and open about their experiences because they just love them. So that loving kindness is something that we're going to give to ourselves. And again, super helpful in labor because it's hard and we we might want to judge ourselves and we might want to hate on ourselves if we don't feel like we're doing it right, whatever that even means. And this is just infusing a little bit of care to ourselves, which can be so helpful and so beneficial. So why would you want to bring mindfulness into your life? We talked a little bit more about what mindfulness is. And again, if you don't really get it, it's okay. When we when we experience the guided practices and when you get kind of your feet wet, you'll have your own definition and a lot of that will make more sense to you. But but why? Like what what does mindfulness do? And here's the crazy part, guys. Mindfulness is the magic pill. Like that thing that fixes everything and just makes everything good, that is mindfulness. Like literally. So I'm just going to read you tons of positive benefits. It increases emotional regulation. It decreases reactivity. It increases response flexibility. It positively affects relationships, okay? Like relationships. It has health benefits. It increases the immune, your immune functioning. So it just makes you literally better able to fight diseases. It changes the brain. So it helps with information processing, other, you know, thought-related processes. It helps lower depression, anxiety, stress. It's it's pretty crazy. And then I'm going to just go for a second. I'm going to read you some of the positive advantages that pregnant women have. So obviously they have, not obviously, but the pregnant women have all the same positive associations with mindfulness. So they have decreased stress, decreased anxiety, um, decreased depression, and also decreased, you know, pregnancy related stress. Um, But let's see if I can find this for you. Um, There, there are some really crazy positive aspects of mindfulness. And these, these were often in um, mindfulness courses or programs. So I'm not going to say that you're necessarily going to get this with more informal mindfulness practice, but definitely mindfulness-based outcomes. Um, So again, pregnancy-related stressors, 
um, improvements with less anxiety and stress and yeah, pregnancy related anxiety, pregnancy specific anxiety. Um, okay. Here is the really cool part. Significant improvements in childbirth self-efficacy and birth outcome expectations and decreased fear of childbirth. So that meant that people who went through this mindfulness-based program felt more capable to give birth and they felt that their birth was going to have a better outcome. So that's, that's really crazy. That's like really important. And this study with a mindful yoga practice had better maternal fetal attachment. So that means like right up after you give birth, you are, you know, just doing, doing great with your baby. Um, great attachment. And it just, it goes on. It's, it's pretty cool because like literally we're always looking for like what is going to get me through this and how am I going to have the best possible outcomes? And, you know, you take your birthing classes, you listen to as many different podcasts as you can, and there's a lot out there. So again, thank you so much for joining me. And, and there's so much you can do. So like, why not use this magic pill that just does it all? Like, you know, worried about postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety and mindfulness is definitely a tool, like a really big tool to help you with that and help you with your labor, hopefully. I do just want to make a really quick disclaimer and just say that I am not giving you medical advice and I'm not giving you psychological advice. So if you do have any, you know, extreme problems or feelings or you feel like you want to seek help, definitely seek help beyond this podcast. If you're just, you know, looking for something to support you and something that has major benefits, definitely continue listening and and I'm really hoping that I can give that to you. So we just talked about a lot, a lot of positive outcomes of bringing mindfulness into your life. And I want to get a little bit more specific now. Like what is this podcast here for? Why do you care about mindfulness? And why do you want to bring it to your pregnancy, your labor, and your recovery? So I'm going to give you one example of the types of things that we're going to be talking about that will hopefully help make your labor better using practices of mindfulness. So part of mindfulness is this flexibility, which we talked about. It's flexibility of attention, and it's it's just being flexible with yourself and kind with yourself, which we also talked about. You know, we're the loving parent. We're not the scientist dissecting a lab rat. And part of that means that um, in every present moment, a lot of guided practices, you know, will, will tell you to focus on your breath or your body or some, some point of focus. And your job is to focus. And that's really hard. Like we are human and our thoughts stray. And at the beginning, it's going to happen a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. And we talked about, you know, paying attention to paying attention, not, not thinking about things. So you're going to start thinking about something and you're going to say, shoot, I was supposed to be paying attention, not thinking. And you're going to have to bring it back and you're going to have to be flexible with yourself and you're going to have to be kind with yourself. And in the beginning, it's going to be hard. It's going to be like super judgmental and you're going to just think you're really bad at it. Maybe, maybe you're not, maybe you're already kind and not judgmental and, and maybe you're already able to focus without, without, you know, getting distracted. But my experience was, it was really hard. 
I got distracted a ton and I just had to bring it back. And until I was able to finally be kind and gentle with it and not, you know, wrench myself out of my thought and be like, focus, Shira, focus. And, and it took time and it it was a skill. And now like if I'm in a practice and I realize that I drifted, I'm like, okay, bring it back. Just focus on your breath or your steps or whatever you're supposed to be focusing on. Um, And that in Lieber is so, so potentially helpful. I mean, think about, you know, you're five centimeters dilated. You've been doing this for hours and you lose yourself for a minute and you start getting scared again and tense and you've been doing so great. You've been relaxed through it all. You've been using your techniques and you have been on your game and now you lose it for like two minutes, like literally two minutes. You're like, hate this contraction, tensing up. It hurts. I don't want it. Get away. And, and it's hard to come back from that if you don't have that practice and you don't have that, you know, skill that you've worked on. It's hard to be like, it's okay. I got scared. It hurts. That's fine. Bring it back. I have all these skills. I'm just going to go back. I'm going to relax now. The next contraction is going to come and it will be different and it'll be fine. It will be new. And that skill of bringing your attention back in a really calm and flexible way is so helpful. And and that's like one skill of so many that we're going to talk about that can just upgrade your labor. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to dive into that, um, into that and all the different aspects of how mindfulness can help you in your labor. So now that we've talked about, you know, what mindfulness is, why you want it, why you want it in your labor, let's talk about how you can get it. So before we talk about how you can get it, maybe you already have it. Maybe you're just a super mindful person. You're already present always. You don't get caught up in thoughts. How would you even know? There's actually something really cool. There's a questionnaire you can take called the Mindful Attention Awareness Score. And you can see how mindful you are. So you just go online. You search that. I'll tell you again. Mindful Attention Awareness Score, the M-A-A-S. And the higher you score, the more mindful you are. And the lower your score, the less mindful you are in your life at this point. Um, If you are already mindful, that is amazing. So you can listen to this podcast to learn more about what mindfulness means and what you're already doing and then how to bring it into your labor specifically and intentionally. And if you're not super mindful, that's also okay. Like that's what we're here for. We're literally here to grow our mindfulness muscles. And that's what it is. So how do you get more mindful? And the answer is that you practice. Mindfulness is a skill-based framework. It's a muscle that the more you practice, the stronger it will get. And the more you practice, the more mindful you will be. So you can go online and find mindfulness practices for free. You can go on to YouTube. I found a playlist for you um, from Walk In My Shoes. The playlist is called Hashtag Mind Your Selfie Mindfulness Exercises. UCLA Health has Mindfulness Guided Meditation online. And there's something called the Free Mindfulness Project. If you go online um, under their website, it says free resources. And these are all places that you can go for free to, to get guided practices. And there's a lot more. Those were just a couple that I found and thought that I would just share with you in case you wanted to dive right in. There are also apps. I personally use the Headspace app, which you'll hear me talk about 
Um, You've heard me talk about, you'll hear me talk about it more. It's something that I was just exposed to and they have a really great student rate. So if you're a student, I highly recommend it. Um, It's just a great, you know, they have mindfulness guided exercises for um, every day and every situation really. So it's super, super helpful. There's other apps. Um, There's the app Calm, the mindfulness app, Mindfulness Daily, Stop, Breathe, and Think, and just so many more. You can just Google it or go into the App Store and type in mindfulness. And there's so much there already that it's just, it's a shame to not tap into something. Another way you can get more mindful is to listen to this podcast. So we're going to talk a lot about the ideas of mindfulness, specific tools for how to implement them into your life, into your labor, and we're going to have guided practices. I'm going to um, lead you through some practices and so you can experience it right here and use those practices as a way to grow more mindful. So let's dive right in. So right now I'm going to do something that is more sitting. Later on we'll talk more about walking mindfulnesses or if you're busy with something else, how to incorporate mindfulness into the moment. For right now we're going to do a basic, you know, sit down, find somewhere comfortable. You should be sitting roughly with a straight back and your feet flat on the floor. You can lie down flat also. Um, or again, if you're later on in your pregnancy, you might want to lie on your side. That's okay. Just kind of get into a comfortable seated position or lying position. For this exercise, we're going to start just sitting or lying with our eyes open and taking three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. In and out. And on the next out breath, you can gently let your eyes close. And as you breathe, you can bring your awareness to the feeling of the air as it goes in your nose and out your mouth. You can notice the temperature, if it's warm or cool. You can notice if there's any specific smells in the air and how it feels as it travels in and out. Just noticing your breath. If you get distracted, that's okay. Just gently bring your awareness back to your breath as you breathe in and out. You may notice the rise and fall of your stomach or your chest as you breathe in and out, focusing on each breath as it comes. Noticing how long it is or how short it is. Not judging, just being aware. And as you take your next breath in and out, can open your eyes and bring your awareness back to the space around you, noticing 
the sights, the sounds, and just generally bringing your awareness to the present moment as it is. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you really felt the awareness and the presence and the stability and the groundingness of your breath. And I'm really excited that you shared this time with me and that you learned a little bit more about mindfulness, hopefully. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at mindfullabor at gmail.com. I would love, love to hear from you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you back here on our next episode.